We want better schools. We want them now. Stand in our way, and you'll catch these eight black hands with Ankrum, Cole, El Mecky, and Stewart. Join us now for an hour or more of talk on education and culture. And here we are with another Eight Black Hands episode. We are back at your boy C Straight in the house with my brothers, the incomparable Dr. Doc Doc Cole. How y'all doing? Right. Uh, Sel Mackie in the bunker. Keeping it real for the people in Philly in the basements. Absolutely. Right. Shout out to all the base, basement dwellers. <laughs> basement dwellers. And we got Ray. How you doing, Ray? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for asking. Looking good, man. Well, listen, I want to get right into action. I do want us to say how we're doing this week. I do want to touch base uh, with this show, with everybody, with, you know, as family come together. And, and in the beginning, I would love to frame the show out. But before we do that, we have friends and families in our network and our extended network who need prayers, who need our, our best wishes and need our support. So why don't we just do a round robin quick, see how everybody's doing and make sure that we check in on the ancestors and our current people who needs help. Start with you, Dr. Cole. What's happening, man? Yeah, man. Busy, busy week, but uh, happy to be here with you, brothers, and the support y'all are giving me. Uh, you all keep my family in your prayers. I have an aunt that, that, that had a... Uh, you know, some medical issue, but you know, she's a soldier and, and folks are doing what they need to do to make sure she's okay. But uh, the two things I look forward to most was my book club, which was yesterday, and then this show. So, this is where I want to be right now. Mm. Shout out to Fellowship, bringing in support to families that need it and family members that need it. Sharif, how you doing, brother? Good, man. Doing, doing well. Doing well. Had to, uh, you know, just hanging out with the family, you know, uh, got to see some of my elders this weekend and, you know, just being there for them as as uh, as they are all, always there for us. So mm-hmm. good to see you all as well. Uh, excited about the show um, and serious about this show, too. And uh, black women are amazing. Uh, how are you doing, brother? Most stuff, most stuff. <laughs> Bro, I, I'm, I'm doing well. Like I said, thanks for asking. Um, I'm just uh I'm just purposeful in terms of just tonight's show because I, I I'm, I'm really important. It's really important to me that um that we uh we present this message in a, a caring and thoughtful way so that uh nobody feels attacked and uh and everybody feels uplifted. So you know this is mm-hmm. a very important show mm-hmm. and uh I think that we we ought to take it serious and, and do what we need to do. Awesome! Shout out to Black Fragility, uh, bro. Your camera looks great. Mm-hmm. You're like the best looking camera out of uh, out of everybody tonight. You got some sort of halo glow going on. He got the he, he moisturized and all he that moisturized, stuff. Yeah, it, it is freezing you every now and then. But if you're gonna freeze, at least freeze moisturized. Do you understand? Know I mean, if you're gonna freeze, freeze looking you good, well, right? You might as well look good if you're gonna freeze. Absolutely. Well, listen, this is what we're talking about this week. We're talking about family. We're talking about how we show up for each other and and how we deal with disagreement with each other. Uh, And nowhere is that more important than education politics. Education politics will chew you up and spit you out. You get into Twitter uh, um, and it makes you just not want to participate sometimes because if you say something the wrong way or you do something the wrong way, before you know it, you got all kinds of trolls and goblins in your timeline telling you that you got no right to exist. (laughs) So the framing for this conversation tonight is just around, we've had some recent examples 
this week we had our brother David, who is a uh, school leader in Indianapolis, put out a tweet. That tweet wasn't taken the right way. Before you know it, he had all kinds of people in his timeline trying to cancel him. We had our sister Naomi in D.C. She puts out a tweet. Boom. Before you know it, she's got all kinds of trolls in her stream. You know, whatnot. I put out 10 tweets last week. <laughs> so, I just want to be real with you. I don't like one, ten. <laughs> yeah. I don't one, 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 I did ten, bro. I'm motivated. I'm motivated for the trolls. And you know what was funny? Like for like uh, two days or so, it was a lot of retweeting. So there was a lot of people that were you know feeling the message in my ten tweets, which were provocative. And then it caught on with teachers. They took a look at it. And uh, before you know, it was it was, you know, I was public enemy number one. It was all in my feed. Now, I'm used to this. And so are you. If we're being honest, so are the three of you. You are used to being called everything but the child of God, having your motivations uh, maligned, uh, being talked down to by people or whatnot. But not everybody who gets into this knows that and understands that and expects that. And it's not a new problem. It's been going on for years. So. I thought that we should talk about what are our own personal rules. If we were to have some house rules for how these discussions go, what would those house rules be? And I'd love to share each one of us share one at a time. But before we do, I just want to open it up to the three y'all to see if you can calibrate my framing. I frame this in a very specific way. Would you frame it differently or would you actually have you observed it or experienced it differently than what I just said? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, oh, so I, I, I was just going to say, sorry, I didn't mean to jump in. I, I was actually going to try to throw it to, to Ray. And the reason why is I do feel like Chris and Ray have dove into this in their own ways, like kind of head first. Right. And I think that showing up for people, standing in front of people and things of that nature. So I'm more curious to start out. I mean, I want to get to me and Reef too. I wasn't trying to put you out, Reef, but I feel like y'all have kind of been on those lines and I've been with Ray as he's been backstage trying to do some of that stuff. So I and Ray's normally hosting and today he gets to be more part of the show. So I really want to hear, you know, from him because you've been doing a lot of work around it this week. So, mm-hmm. you know, would you restate how Chris said that? Because you actually been putting it in uh, for the last few days. Yeah, I, I think that um, <clears throat> the framing of, of, of certain tweets, um, you know, we're, we're, we're coming out to be provocative. We're coming out to be thought provoking. Um, but I also need to think, I want people to think that, you know, it, it's, it's a pandemic happening and folks are taking their jobs really serious. And, uh, now more than ever, uh, folks are taking it personal, uh, when they feel like they're being attacked. So I feel like, uh, you know, although the tweets, you know, the tweets are the tweets, but I think that we need to open ourselves up to conversation so that we can understand each other. And so it's not just this one-sided thing. It's not just, you know, an us versus them kind of thing, but it's more like we meet in the middle, some common ground in order to understand how we can move education forward. Yeah, Reese says, I cut you off, brother. You should jump in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ray, we heard you. It was good. You just, you, you going in and out a little bit. So that's why you probably saw a delay on our end. Um, but, uh, since I cut you off brief, my bad, let me get the floor back to you, boss. No, I was just going to say, I don't know if I would frame it that much differently. You know, I I think, you know, on social media, it, it moves like wildfire. 
you know, as opposed to if, if it wasn't, you know, um, something's said on there. Um, and I, I think, you know, the major part of it is, is, you know, I think sometimes social media, people are trying to be, you know, more clever, not really trying to understand like, oh, how can I be snarky, you know, back? How can I, you know, you know, inf- inflame folks so it just becomes engulfed in, in something else? Uh, and so I, I think the framing as far as like, you know, uh, is it a conversation or is it not, you know? Um, and if it's, if it's public, you know, should you expect a response or should you not, you know? And like, so I, I like the idea of us, uh, looking at how to, uh, you know, how to engage. Cause you know, I've, I've had deep disagreements in person at my family table, you know, at our community centers, but it didn't cut, it didn't, it doesn't feel the same way that folks are trying to, uh, you know, trying to do on social media. It's a, it's a different, it's a different uh, manner to it. Uh, so, you know, uh, Rodney Robinson, teacher of the year, who has been on this show and is a friend of the show is Robinson. in the comments right now. So Robinson, I'm sorry, is in the in the comments right now. And he basically says that he has had similar disagreements this week. But those disagreements were taken care of by exchanging a phone number and having a phone call. That to me is like what I would expect from education people. Why do you all think that in education of all fields that you would have a problem like this? Because people seem to be trained to diffuse things like don't you diffuse things with students don't you help students reframe a disagreement why is it that you would have people that are trained educators that would engage in a way that doesn't seem fitting of their profession uh-huh. look I, I had a talk with uh dr aisha Imani, um you know recently and one, and one of the things that she reminded uh me was that some of us enter this field. Some of us have never been involved in any aspect of education that wasn't community based. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I don't know if everybody comes from that lens that, you know, I like every every aspect of from my recruitment to uh, the cohort that I was with, the 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 uh, professional development I received. The schools that we're a part of, it was always part of a community. It was always the outgrowth of some community effort. So even if we disagreed, um, it wasn't this like, yeah, you know, lynch them, you know, like every time I every time I think about somebody talking about like dragging somebody because they they stood up for kids. Even if you disagree with them, they they weren't standing up for the, uh, you know, uh, racism. They weren't standing up for 45. They weren't standing up for any of that. They were standing up for kids. So even if we disagree, when I hear dragging, I think dragging through the mud. I think of things like James Burke. Right. You know, like being dragged at the back of a pickup truck. You know, um, that's that's how that's how I, I look at it. I'm just like, wait, mm. that's where we are right now. When he said something that he believes is best for kids. I mean, you're speaking about a very specific tweet because I, I, I experienced that tweet the same way I experienced that tweet is violent, just to be very honest with you. And uh, I'm just going to be specific. David put out something that, um, that, you know, he's a school leader and a principal. He was putting out something that is a little bit like inside baseball. If you're an education person about educators and, and administrators, whatever. And one of the responses to that was a, a teacher, an educator who has a large following. Uh, One of her responses was straight up, just two words, drag him. And someone else uh, was chiming in with her. And between the two of them, they had like 40,000 followers. Right. And I just thought to myself, like, if you are about engage, engaging people, which is what education is about, that seems like 
first of all, I just want to say how culturally incompetent that sounds. If it wasn't from a, if that was from a white educator who had put that, I would have even had a way different response because that was so violent. Drag him. I thought the same thing you did, Sharif. Mm -hmm. I kind of felt like the James Bird thing. Mm -hmm. um, that was the first um, thing Ray, that popped in my head. You man. may think, so I, I, I would disagree on that one because he saw it different. I think, yeah. yeah, he saw it differently a little mm -hmm. bit. Yeah. So, so uh, I guess um, being so, I did what Rodney, what Rodney suggested or whatever is uh, is is one of the things that I, I felt was really important. So I've been working the back scenes with folks that are associated with the people that um, that that made those those tweets, and. Um, I think we're not understanding the lived trauma of some of those folks and like how they took those tweets. So like, I don't want to take this out of context and just, you know, say that they, they all came from a, a, a bad place or they had bad intentions because I don't think that they did after hearing uh, from them. So, you know, I had one young lady that um, I, I must've had an hour long exchange with and um, she had a really bad uh, African American uh, male, school leader. And so when she saw that tweet, that tweet was a trigger for her. And so I just want to uh, shoot some grace to those folks that, you know, may not have, uh, may not have uh, been, it may not have been their intention to to cancel or, or do whatever, but uh, it was just a, a knee jerk reaction. So I want to shoot some grace for those folks. I, was, I mean, I guess what I would say, I, and so I, I'm a, I guess my answer, my response will be in two parts because I'm talking more at a larger like the larger theme, and I was talking less more about the David thing, but I'll touch on that and then go into the, the other piece. I mean, my, my question would be, if that's the case and you extended that grace, hopefully it was accepted, and my question would then be, did she take that down? Um, because I think when it's like, you know, I, if, if I did that to anybody and I said, like, drag them, get them, or whatnot, they, I have, there's some intention behind that, right? Like, something's going to happen, but I, I do think that context definitely matters. I think on a larger piece, though, I think what what happens when when, when if if it's not okay to disagree with anybody, we become stupider. <laughs> we just become dumber as a society, right? Like if it's like if I if, if I gotta subscribe to groupthink without being able to have thoughts push us off for it, like iron is supposed to sharpen iron, right? So actually, me debating with you from my perspective is actually a sign of respect. I don't debate and share ideas and go back and forth with people if I don't respect your intelligence or what you bring, right? But it's like, if, if you're just waiting for me to say the wrong thing so you can just dismiss my entire personhood, then it's like, well, I'm just not going to engage. I mean, I've played around with leaving Twitter a bunch of times and it still might happen just because it, it's not it, it's not conducive. And I, and I remember when Ta-Nehisi Coates left Twitter, when, when Cornell West came at him, it was like, his thing was, I have no problem having conversations with Cornell West. Like, that's not, I would love to be talking to that type of intellectual giant, but that's not, we're not going to be able to actually have a discussion via Twitter. Um, so I do think that we should have, you know, more ways for us to actually just have a conversation because I do think most of us agree on more things that we disagree on. That's, that'd be my personal take. I mean, don't you feel kind of bad now, though, that that response has left the world without his voice on Twitter? Absolutely. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I would I would say that. Right. I do think that uh, I would love to have him back, but I get it, man. Like this, it's not worth the stress. It's not worth like, you know, it's not worth your wife reading it. Right. It's not worth your kids. Reading. For some people, it is right. For some people, if that's what you signed up for. If you a different type of soul, you got a different type of spirit. Right. Like so, for instance, for me. 
you know, and I shared this with y'all. I shared this with both uh, Chris and Ray. I was like, look, y'all y'all can go back and forth with people. I got like two or three times. And then I'm like, well, where are we meeting at? Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not because if I feel like I'm not being heard, it, I don't know if anything positive is going to come out. of it. I think it matters what your temperament is. You know what I mean? I don't know if I have the temperament for that uh, unless we've had a talk before. So I'll give an example personally. Uh, and Ray was a part of this. Me and Keith. Uh, Keith is somebody that Reef don't get along with. And, you know, Ray jumped in because it, we wasn't just having educational talks at that point. We was having different kind of talks. But actually, when we had a conversation, the conversation was actually decent. It was actually a good conversation. You know what I'm saying? We found some common ground. We still don't agree. We still don't agree on things, but at least it's like, OK, I see where you're coming from. But if you're just going to threaten me on Twitter, like I'm going to respond in kind. You know what I'm saying? And that's not going to be good for anybody. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, this was supposed to be about us setting up some home rules. Absolutely. So hey, I felt no, no, like we can still, if we're we, going we to be a family. If we can still get to the home rules. Can you can you touch on can you bring back Crystal's uh Crystal's uh comment? All right, so Crystal says uh but that tweet was wrong. Uh y'all y'all know him and, and felt his intent. I felt the way and said it, and he didn't acknowledge that his impact was uh was misaligned with his intent. Uh but no cancel culture though. So this right here I respect because you see. What you didn't talk about earlier, Chris, was the fact that you, you talked about the thousands of followers, but you didn't talk about like the carry through. So like, you know, if you if you if your intentions is to say something like drag him or whatever, then you know, you can drag him. You can form a group and drag him in his DMs or whatever, because then he knows that, yo, all right, well, you know, they didn't feel good about this tweet, but it still provide me a little cover. Because if you have that many followers and it's based off of education, then we know that only seven to nine percent of education is black folks. So then you're yeah. now allowing you're now allowing 82. You, you're, you're now allowing a high number of educators that don't look or identify with him to be able to come in and drag him as well. That's and right. some people's intentions, some people's intentions are to. All right, well, I'm not going to just drag him. I'm going to email somebody CEO. I'm going to email this person. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that or whatever. Right. And so, you know, if, if, if your goal is to take somebody's livelihood from them, I'm not with that. Mm-hmm. No. And, and, and like, listen, I mean, people can use the I've been hurt before method of saying the reason I'm hurting you is because I've been hurt before or hurt people hurt people. I, I'm going to say something that's going to sound a little harsh and y'all can pull me back if you want to. But the bottom line for me is you're in the wrong profession if you're so hurt that you can't stop yourself from responding in, in a way that actually is outmatched with the intent of the uh, or, or the what you're reading. If I said something like tonight on this show right now, if I said I am so sick of watching videos of police officers um, manhandle black people. And then my DMs filled up with people who said, my uncle's a cop. My aunt's a cop. I'm a cop. I'm a this. I'm a that. I work for law enforcement. You should have thought that through or whatnot. I know you know how I'm going to feel if that is what comes in my timeline for me saying something that seems a little obvious. If you are a cop that that doesn't that you're not doing that, it seems to me that you wouldn't scream too much about it, about somebody talking about your colleagues who are getting down the wrong way with black people. Right. If you are a good teacher who's working your ass off and somebody's talking about the ones who aren't, 
I would think that you would be able to know the difference between yourself and them. I just don't know how you how you deal with the sensitivity around people who work for systems that aren't great. The system, the court system isn't great. School systems aren't great. Police systems aren't great. And if you and if you are somebody who's watching this show right now and you work in any of those and you get mad about what I'm saying, you might be one of the ones that we have to worry about. That's just me. Don't don't that's do, just don't how do I that. Look at it, don't, don't do that. That's I gotta I gotta pull I you back on that. You can't you, go ahead. You can't you can't it can't it can't be an all lives thing when it comes to this conversation, bro. It's like that's that's how it closes that's how it closes people down and doesn't allow people to be to have those. You know that was one of my talking points as well. Oh. Ray, bro, we, we gotta find Ray. we gotta find common grounds. Like if we. If we I'm sorry. Uh, one of my talking points as well, and Charles alluded to this help, earlier, help, is that help. we got to... So help when I say common ground, ground so if I have, what I just said, though. Yeah, with the police officer. So if I, help if me I have, find common ground with the police. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not touching on that example. That's not what I'm doing tonight. I'm on brand tonight. I'm on message. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he said, I'm not touching that one. I'm, I'm good. not touching that one. It's, it's too close to the it. truth. <laughs> it's too close to the truth. <laughs> I'm on message tonight. Um but yeah, yeah. So we if we focus on if we focus on the things that we have in common, it makes it easier to have disagreements, right? right. Because we know that those disagreements are now they're now uh, they have a level of care to them, right? So like I'm not going in like yo, I hate your guts. It's like all right, well we agree on these things. So now that we agree on certain things and we've established that foundation, now we can have kind of good conversations about things that we don't agree on. Like I, I've done that a, a ton. Okay, yeah. so Charles and I talked last night. And Charles, I was telling you about how, as a parent, how I'm experiencing distance learning and interacting with the teachers and what it's like. I was telling you from a parent's perspective that's working with many different teachers right now, some of who are definitely working harder than others, some of who are making more work for us than others, some of us who have such limited hours that they're putting in that it's creating um, it's creating concern in us that our kids aren't being moved forward. If I were to tweet that reality, I would have a whole bunch of people who don't live here, don't know my situation, don't live here, ain't dealing with the teachers that I'm dealing with right now or the situation I'm dealing with right now, who would get all sensitive and all up in their fields in Cincinnati somewhere, but not here. Right. So and it would just happen just because I'm expressing the experience that I'm having. Yeah, I would even, I mean, my response to even that is like, I, I think that there's strong emotion either way, whether you are an educator who's probably doing the best you can and had a bad experience, and also a parent that's like, has also had a bad experience. And oh, yeah, let's also not forget the data backdrop of in every metropolitan city, black kids are at either the bottom, the bottom one or bottom two in literacy or whatever the case is, right? Like, there's a lot of different factors in there. I think it makes it much more difficult for us to come together and have a conversation if your first response is to dismiss me and then tell people to attack me. And that's how it's taken. Right. I also think that on the other end of it, you know, somebody like David, and I don't know if I want to stay on David too long to talk about him. Cause I don't know if we asked him, like, <laughs> I don't know how he feels about us. Like just talking about him at this extended period of time, but I don't, but you know, but David also has a temperament where he will, he is one of the people that I talk to. Now, let me give you an example. Our friend Naomi, there was somebody trolling her and I jumped into that and I was as kind as I could be. I actually gave the other guy, all the benefit of the doubt. And I also said, hey, 
I'll even facilitate a conversation where y'all can like do this or whatever. And he hit me with, I don't need to be lectured for by a cat from Oakland. Whoa, 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 son. calm down. First off, you what? are, you, you are disrespecting somebody not that I just care about, but somebody that I love, right? Like somebody that I really like. And I, I, I stepped out of myself to kind of see your side of it so we can have this conversation. And, but this is the thing on Twitter, people are defensive. You know what I mean? And in this, I don't know if it's who the president was. I don't know if it's the times, but people feel like you can't give any ground lest you lose the entire war. Like it's okay to be wrong. And it's okay to say, I need more information. So when we're talking about opening up schools again, like I've shared with y'all before, listen, I might read the science. I got thoughts, but y'all are three actual parents. Y'all got actual kids that you got to send outside and who got to come back in your house and you might have elderly people living there. I'm going to listen to you all from that perspective because I'm not, I don't have the same things at risk. You know what I mean? But this leads me to my first, I think point where I say spar in private and avoid the schoolhouse fight syndrome. You know, at school. Wait a second now. Is this one of your rules? It, it's part of my answer, so I just had to dig into one of my rules with it. Okay, why don't we I'll wait, the, I'll wait for me to No, no, okay. no, let's do it. Let's okay. break. You breaking ground here. We're breaking new. Woo, okay. News flash. We breaking ground on, <laughs> right now. We're moving into Ray's Kumbaya territory. We're going to establish some rules for some common ground. Let's get some common ground with the enemy. Let's do this. Um, oh, no, it's not the enemy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're all born together. We all look alike. We all do the same thing But, anyways, no enemies, no nothing. Rule number one from Charles Cole. Um, and we, we're each going to share our first rule, but we're going to start with you, Charles. What's your first rule? Yeah, of, I mean, mine was, rules of engagement. it was far and private, right? Avoid the schoolhouse fight syndrome. And, and everybody knows what that is. It's the two kids bump each other in the hallway or whatever. And they probably could move on from it, but somebody else see it. And they're like, ooh, you just going to take that? And then the other person come, you just going to take this or whatever the case is. And now these kids is meeting up at three o'clock to fight when don't nobody else, you know what I'm saying? Like, Nobody else wanted to engage in that. You know what I'm saying? It's like now you now you standing at the on the schoolyard with your fist up, kind of shaking. You know what I'm saying? Be, only because people are watching. They want to watch your response. Because now here's the thing. I actually think that there were people responding to David that probably didn't want to respond to David as much, but they had friends. And if they didn't respond at him, mm-hmm. they might get dragged later on because people are gonna be like, Well, where was you at when he said the thing about teachers? You know what I mean? And I think, and that's just so toxic, man. Like we're never going to be able to have actual conversations that focus on our kids and what we can do better and ways that we can work better together. Like, and the stuff I put out, I put out ways for parents to communicate with educators and for educators to communicate with parents. And in it, I have both them assuming roles in that, in that relationship and what that can be. So that would be my first one is sparring private because there actually may be a place where we can grow in that space. I like that. Okay, so we have a motion on the floor for SPAR in public. Are there any eight Private. black hand members who are are, um, are opposed to this motion? A push that thing. That's cool. <laughs> are you opposed yeah. to it or not? You I know? mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I think some things have to be uh, responded to publicly. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm all for, you know, uh, you know, side channels and, and all that and right. Ambassador Ray. I, you know, I, I believe in all of that, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> And I do, I do think sometimes sometimes learning has to be public, you know, um, you know, they, one of the things they say is like, you know, if you do something in public to somebody, the apology has to be in public. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I, I, I think in, you know, part of it, like a, a counter punch when somebody's coming at you, like it, it all depends on your temperament. I do agree, like taking the higher road is is the best thing. 
And that's not always, you know, um, sometimes the lesson also has to be taught, not teaching that person a lesson. <laughs> but if you just let a lie hang in there and you say, oh, I'm going to go back channels and kind of address it, that lie is still hanging in there. Right. And so I still think some sometimes and again, you can do this in a way that's not, you know, combative. Right. You know, so conflict is natural. Like we're always going to have conflict. <laughs> Being combative is a choice. Right. So we can have conflict or we can be combative. I'd much rather have the conflict. And if it's a, a opportunity for us to learn and grow together, that's great. Like, you know what I mean? But the combativeness, that's a that's a conscious choice to to do something different than just, you know, because some people think, oh, conflict. Oh, this is bad. No, it's nothing wrong with that. Like that's that you grow, you learn in that uncomfort. Right. And so what do you say, Ray? There's a motion on the floor, bro. What do you say? Hey, I'm I'm with it, man. Hey, Doc, Dr. Cole presented a, a intelligent, intellectual argument, and uh, and and I'm with it. But what I will say about uh, Reef's little uh, jab <laughs> about, me, about about me being an ambassador—that's a compliment, okay. fam. Where oh. I come from, that's that's a, that's negative yeah. in your in your. You no, got no, the, no, 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 no. A jab is nothing. When you, you got the United little, Nations up there. You still a, like that's bad. That's a bad. jab, a jab is nothing when you coming with a right hook, baby. It's nothing. <laughs> uh, All right, Logan Paul. All right, Logan Paul. Let's do this. <laughs> So, so what I, what I would say to that is that you know sometimes you got to work the back channel, man. Like uh, you know, I'm 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 Agreed. about the, I I I felt good about the the Iranian nuclear deal until uh, somebody came in and it made it made it go away. You know, I felt I felt good about that. So sometimes you got to work the, the back channels in order to make sure that diplomacy is in full effect. I would have felt that, it better about it if it wasn't a CIA coup d'état in the fifties. But go ahead, keep going. Ooh, shot, shots <laughs> hey, fired! Shots if, you, fired. If, you, if you if you if you in this audience, please like this, share this with a note. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just and I put it and I put it in the comment, but just to give context, my response, uh, Reef and everyone was like at the initial at, at that initial point of engagement, right? Like off top, right? Like let me actually try to see if we can have a conversation. I'm not talking about somebody that's just been at your neck or just trolls you just for the sake of trolling. But I'm talking about where we see some redeemable value in that other person, right? To not throw that person away. Um, and I, it's okay for me to love you, man, and, and disagree on this, on, on the way we do it this way, Bert, and, and not throw you fully away. That's all. I just feel like Twitter at this moment is just so all or nothing. And, yeah. and we love throwing people away and we can't, we don't have enough people. And I think Sharif made this point earlier, or Ray actually made this point earlier about the percentage of us that's in education. We don't have enough bodies to just throw people away. Um, and, and, and that's just me. I know some people be like, look, some people need to be thrown away. Hey, God be with you, right? But I'm just saying in general, I don't think everybody is, is out to get everybody. And so I just don't want it to turn into this nuclear thing every time. Well, I mean, I think that's where I would side on this one is just that bottom line is not every situation is the same. Mm-hmm. So like you got to take it case by case basis, you know, the type of fighter you're dealing with, what, by the way, they show up in your timeline. And in some cases, it's like, y'all like, listen, there's there's an uh, Internet antagonist that I have. She's always in my my timeline, not always, but she comes in often to correct me on things. She's like my Grammarly. She's like my Grammarly, but for for ad issues. She just jumps in and starts. But what I've seen her do oftentimes now is a nonviolent way of, of entry. You will put out a provocative tweet and she does it to everybody. She'll put a tweet back saying, hey, are you open to discussing this and changing your mind? And if they say yes, then she starts a conversation. And if they say no, she moves on. 
And I, I kind of like that. I didn't like it at first. I thought it was a little hokey. And to be very honest with you, I've watched her use it enough to where it's helped her avoid the people that just aren't going to be open to the conversation uh-huh. at all. I'm not so open to Jen, bro. I'm not open. Yeah. I mean, but I'm just saying, like, 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 listen, she gets on my nerves with everything that she ever tweets. Every single tweet is like, you know, like, like uh, it, it hurts. It stings. It's, it's so bad. But I can give her due her credit due where credit is due. That's that's her method of nonviolence. In interacting on Twitter, yeah, but hey, when you, you, when, you, you say some, when you say something to her, you become a misogynist, or you become a, you. That's you true. Become, I mean, she'll yeah, make so you a sexist figure, real you know, quick. Absolutely. So oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even, oh yeah. Engage. So me, yeah. I'm yeah. protecting my energy, bro. I don't yeah. want those vibes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you can just say no. I did, and I do. I'm like, yeah, because if you say yes, she's gonna make you mandingo in five minutes. So absolutely. like, you just you just need to just go ahead and say no. All right. So we had Charles's first one, first rule, which is basically don't do the schoolyard bully fight. Do, take take your fights offline. Um, I think we mostly mostly can support that with some caveats. Caveats are definitely in there. Caveats. Yeah, we can we support that with some caveats, <laughs> but. Let's let's go. Let's get another one of your number one rules. So so uh, uh, Sharif, let's go to you for what's your first rule? My first rule is argue the point. Don't treat people like enemies unless they are, you know, like like, you know, I I used to ask, you know, students when they were beefing, like, who's your real enemy? You know, because at the end of the day, it's like, you know, if white supremacy and the system is your enemy, then this fighting ain't that's not that's not Mm -hmm. pushing it forward. Right. And so. You know, but you can argue a point, debate the point like all of that is, you know, that's fine. But, you know, don't create enemies. You don't treat people like enemies if they're really not. If that's your brother and you disagree with him. OK, you disagree with him. But there, there, there's rules of engagement when you when you're disagreeing even vehemently with your with your brother and your sister. Don't talk. Don't talk about community. And then you you're trying to, like, you know, slip people's throat, you know, online at the same time, you know, yeah. unless again, un- unless they promote in something that is absolutely anti black, anti uh, child. Other than that, you know. All right. We got a motion on the floor, fam. The motion on the floor is argue the point. Don't argue the the person. So uh, so no ad hominem. Just, you know, argue the point. Uh, how realistic is that? Ray, let's start with you on this particular rule. I know Ray agree with this. Surprisingly, surprisingly, that's solid. That's solid. He ain't do his homework at all. He's freestyling like Black Thought. But hey, if that's what I'm getting compared to, if that's what I'm getting compared to, don't give him one of the best freestylers. You know what I'm saying? My collar, y'all be freestyling like freestyling like Vanilla Ice is what he freestyles like. <laughs> but yeah, but but no, that's, that's 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 good stuff. I'm with it. Okay, Charles, how yeah, do you I, feel I, about that one? I agree. I think it actually uh, aligns with the other one that I had around. Uh, you know, and, and so I, I definitely agree with it. I think you know. I think the other thing too is I'm very careful, even without like if it's two black people arguing, even with allies on mine that's not black. I, I, I will probably jump in their DMs and like give them advice on how to critique. Like, like, yo, you probably should stay out of this one. Like, this fam, this is kind of a family argument, whatnot. Or I, I, I can take your support, but I need you to stay away from this part of that talk. You know, I think it's also like because here's the thing that I will say about that, which you should read from where I really agree. This stuff isn't just worse when it's two black people going at each other. It's the gates that we open up for non-black people to then start dumping on our own. 
And that's the part I think that's more egregious. It let, let more less than me being upset about, you know, Sharif coming at me. It's like all the Sharif's non-black friends that don't have context as to what we've gone through to get to this point and to have this conversation. That's when it gets to a different place and you just start to be like, oh, this is a bio place. So I agree with it. And hopefully that point made sense. Um, do you think it do you think it's realistic, Charles? Like in, I, well, let me, it, let me well, ask you because I do it. Well, do you think it's realistic? to always not take into account who you're talking to. Sometimes you're talking to a person and you know their background or their baggage, right. but you're going to put that aside. Right. right? Well, like you're going to put aside everything they've ever done before or right. said before or wrote before. Well, the way that I do that is you don't have to explicitly say it, but again, if we're doing Sharif's rule to the letter, right? He said, argue the point, right? So in that, I'm just arguing the point, right? Like, I actually know if I beat you when you start talking about some other shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, you talking about way over here. We're talking about this point that's right in front of us. So if I'm just talking about the point, I am taking into account who you are and what I know you to be and how I respond to you. Um, You know, so I think that part is important. Now, if you're going to respond to me like I'm just a stranger off the streets, well, okay then. Like, like now that's a, you know, y'all, I mean, I don't don't want to just put my family out there, but you know what I'm saying? There's a saying in my family sometimes, like, I'm about to drag you like you somebody off the streets right now. You know, that's a different, you know, that's a different temperament that we about to enter this conversation in. So if you my brother or my sister or we in this and we got and you've respected anything I've done, then let's have a conversation as such. But if you're going to treat me like a hostile, you know, that's they do this in court. There's an actual rule, a permission to treat the witnesses hostile. So if we don't. So if that's the case, I mean, that's just going to be the new way we tweet a uh, a black hands family permission to tweet this witness is hostile. And then I think we're having a different conversation. All right. I hope our producer behind the scenes is keeping track of our rules here. So he is. He, he got okay. It. All right. So the first rule passes basically. The second rule passes no problem. Uh, Ray, you up for your first rule, man? What's give us a house rule for how families should handle these issues? All right. So first, I want to I, I want to preface this by saying that uh, black men had to be more amenable and receptive to feedback oh, coming, God from damn it. coming from the sisters. <laughs> uh, we have to create an environment where black women feel held and safe. Uh, having been in a, a tweet that landed wrongly, I know how it feels to be all alone and to regret that tweet. But at the same token, uh, as I lived in my regret, I never took the time to apologize to those people that I offended. So my first rule of engagement would be to apologize to those who felt offended and then take the conversation offline in order to have some kind of resolve to the conversation. Mm. So say, say, I'm sorry, say the rule again. So the rule is to apologize to those who felt offended and take the conversation offline in order to have some resolution to. Uh... All right. So when you when you do wrong, admit it and, yeah, and take yeah. it off. And so but then yeah. also, you know, it's one of those things to where it's like, all right, well, you may not feel like you were wrong and you may be loud and proud in terms of like what you tweeted. But if it offended somebody else, then, um, you know, to offer them an apology or just to say my bad or whatever, you know, it's real easy to do in order to move the conversation forward. And I feel like, you know, in, in education, we got to move these conversations forward because, you know, kids, kids are at stake here. So it's like, I don't want you pissed off with me and then going into a classroom the next day thinking about what I said to you on Twitter or whatever. So those kids don't have you, don't have your whole you, right? Like, I want, I want you to be whole. Uh, I feel like all black people need therapy. And sometimes having a conversation with, with, with each other is, uh, is a way to, to move forward in, in the conversation. So, so Ray, let me just ask a clarifying question. Do you apologize when you don't think you're wrong, though? 
Uh, if I if I don't if I do not think that I'm so I'm I'm a pretty uh I like to I don't know so like for me I I always like to think about other people in terms of like how they felt so even if I wasn't wrong I still want to hear them out to kind of understand where they're coming from so that I can provide a level of empathy uh towards the situation so it's like all right we can agree to disagree. But you're going to know that at the end of this conversation, I love you and I care about you. And I want you to be the best thing that you could be in terms of who you are as a person. So I don't want you to walk away from the situation feeling like I'm broken or whatever. So if it means I got to give a little of me in order to get some of another person, I'm willing to do that. So so I want to open it up to the brothers, put it out on the floor. My, I will say that the, the rule is up there about apologizing when you know that you have done wrong. The reason I asked the clarifying question, maybe you guys can help me with this is just apologizing is not something that people have taught, been taught as an art. Like some people give the wrong apologies or bad apologies. And the the ones that come to mind are public apologies are usually the worst. Um, And that's why I asked you Ray, the question around like, do you do it if you don't think you're wrong? Cause sometimes you will write the wrong apology um, for something. And I think men in relationships are bad with apologizing. They apologize for the wrong thing sometimes. And it just doesn't come out the right way, but I'll open it up to my brothers. So before you do that, ahead, hey, uh, but behind the scenes producer who we love, this is amazing. Can you go up to Mama Toya's tweets? Oh, uh, Mama Toya's last tweet, she says, Kids can't read the damn tweets. And yo, <laughs> bro, like, I, I, that's real, bro. It's like, we sitting up that's here, we're talking about the Twitter. So who deserves an apology in that case? Right. And, and, you know, who, who gets the, the apology? Kid can't read. <laughs> the kid can't read. Right. Um, all right. So, uh, Sharif, we'll come to you first with this one. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't even know. Yo, his face, him and Ray right now is just perfect for me. And I'm sorry. I'm just enjoying it too much. Listen, Go ahead. I, I mean, so I think this goes back to, you know, being, you know, uh, it's one of my rules. I don't want to go into it too much, but just around humility. And and so I hear where, where uh, Ray is, is talking about. But we also have to recognize, like, where we are. You say anything pro-Black, people are going to, you know, say things, slick things. So you say anything about Black parents having the right to choose, people are going to say slick things to you. It's certain things I'm not going to apologize about, They're, you know, um, my my uh, intent was 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 a uh, was pro child. <laughs> um, the impact, if it hurt you, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm not sorry. It really depends on who you are as a person. <laughs> um, but you know, like I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand for children. I'm not I'm not gonna try to come off as arrogant. I'm not gonna try to come off as like you know I know everything. But the th- the things that I'm clear about, the things that are absolutely crystal clear for me. Those are those are things like no compromise, no regrets. Now, there are a whole lot of things I'll compromise about that I want to learn more about. Um, But there there are certain things that people will demand an apology for you from you when you're saying like, you know, black children can um, achieve higher than what they are, that people have low expectations for for black children, that, that black children experience racism as early as three and four years old. You know, and somebody might, you know, somebody may may uh, be offended by some of that. And that's that's not that's not something I'm going to budge about. I'm going to try to get you to understand where I'm coming from, but it doesn't warrant an apology um, and how you opened up as far as, you know, the sisters. Like, absolutely. Like, I mean, we, we should 
we should always do that. We should not come in with a level of arrogance. And I would also say like our sisters should also, you know, give grace to to brothers and not just assume, you know, uh, oh, black men is black men that like there is no don't tell me that you're a revolutionary and you're seeding dissent within the camp. I don't want to hear it. That means you're either a hypocrite or you're a tool for the oppressors. Sharif with the fire. The fire. So listen, I'm on hey. brand and on message. I don't agree with none of that shit that Reef just said. Black women, y'all, <laughs> black women, black women, y'all are amazing. Keep doing what you're doing. Guess what? My mama was a black woman and she ain't agree with every daggone black woman out there. All right. So let's be clear. People who are aligned and pro-black and all of that, yes. And there were people that my mother, my aunts, my cousin. Harriet Tubman and anybody else would say, like, nah, we're this is what justice Damn, is. My dude took it back. How you to go from Harriet your Tubman. To Harriet Tubman? <laughs> I'm, big, just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying you, go, you go down the line. You go down the line. So I don't no. want to just say Ain't no like, middle generation before Harriet Tubman. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen, I told you the story about you know he went about, to the goat. He went to the goat. He went to the greatest of all time. What I'm saying is, and listen, I'm I'm all about protecting our sisters. Like, absolutely. 100%. And when we talk about unity, when we're talking about when when uh, Malcolm talks about building a cohesive family unit, that's what that's our responsibility as a collective, as a collective mm. and how I, we model all of us, how we model. So, Charles, you jump in here, man. Yeah, I got uh, it. We, we've got one on the floor. Motion on the floor. We yeah, some yeah. Shots I, fired here. What do you think? No, I, I'm with it. I, I mean, he gets my vote. I think I think the same way that mine had a caveat. I think I think they all got caveats to it. Right. And I think the right. caveat. So I agree with it. And I think I actually think I would agree with me on this, too. You know, I think the part that's tough about that at times is what about when my existence itself is offensive to you? And what I mean by that is anytime I say something right, anything that I do. Like you just gonna hate it or it's rooted in this or it is that or whatever the case is. Uh, but I do think that being able to apologize, but there, there, there is like if, if anybody ever goes to couples counseling, right? Like they'll say there are rules for how you argue with your Wait, partner. wait, wait. First off, how do you know this? <laughs> well, one, I'm a, I have a therapist background. I was a social worker for five years and, uh, and I've sat with many a parent and I've sat with many a parent and we've had this process. So, um, any lived experience? Is, um, don't. So, I'm gonna finish it right, but and, and I and I and I appreciate you the life, Ray. I swear to God. Um, but no, but what I'm saying is it's like, but there have to be rules to how you argue, right? It's like like you basically, how do I argue but be able to come back from this? So if 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 everything around you is offensive, you know what I'm saying, it's gonna be really difficult to carry that out because all we would be doing all day, if I took that to the full letter, is I wouldn't do nothing but be apologizing. You know, so I wouldn't be nothing, do nothing but apologize for making it out of the system for doing certain things or whatever the case is. And then here's the other part that I would push on. But I agree with what you're saying. But I, and I, would want, I want you to I would love to, for us to engage around this. What if there's two offended parties? Right. What if it's like between somebody's feelings and ego being hurt in a moment or kids ending up not being able to read, ending up like being the number one target of police and we continuing to fail them and they being killed. Right. And, I, and, and the part that I mean by that is. Because if I extend it here, what about that person that didn't think that that black kid could do anything, told them that college wasn't for them, pushed them out and said college ain't for everybody, even though they sent their own babies to college. And then that kid gets locked up. And then that's the person that's responding to you and saying, well, that hurt my feelings. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's like, well, you hurt that person's livelihood. Right. So I agree, though. I do think that an apology goes a long way. But here's the other thing. I've apologized before around intent. Like, look, my my intent wasn't to hurt anybody. And I'm sorry for how I made you feel with what I said. 
And then the next tweet was, that's gaslighting. The next tweet was, that's, that's right. Don't 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 placate me. Don't don't uh you know what I'm saying? Like you being disrespectful. I'm like, no, I'm really being genuine. I wasn't trying to offend you. I was trying to make a point. And then after that, I can't win that that argument no more. You know what I'm saying? So I just don't know what to do in that space. So if you got some guidance for me on that, I am all ears, brother. Hopefully that made sense too. No, it makes a lot of sense. No, I'll say it's just I'm gonna concur because somebody that you know that was involved in some of this this some of this black on black crime on on Twitter of the last week um, sent me a DM. It was long, and it only let it only left me with one option to say that I was a bad person because I I, I was trying to understand and blah blah blah, and it just turned into what uh, uh, what Charles just said. Oh, you gaslighting or you're placating, and I was really trying to be as generous and giving as possible, but really it left me no room to be a full human being. It just what I was supposed to say. I was supposed to say, I'm sorry, black males are bad. I, I denounce my black male, maleness and will you forgive me? Right. And, and, and that might sound like overreach, but I can show you the tweet. I'm not going to show you the, I, I can show you the DM, but that it left me no room to be whom to be human. Right. Um, and, and I don't know. So, so, so Ray, you can, you can answer back to that. We'll, we'll get on to the next one, but you can, you can answer Back bro, to that, bro. Like, if we're being honest and we're keeping it a hundred on, a, which we always do on this show, some black men are terrible. Charles Barkley voice. So that's just being, that's just being, that's just being honest. Yo. Some black men are terrible. Human beings are terrible, and some black women, yeah. some black women are. We're not going to do that though, because black women are amazing. So we're not doing that. Okay, but, so, know, so, we're, just, we, we're owning the fact that we're just going to own the fact that some black dudes is just not good, right? We're going to own that. And then get we out, go, get out, bro. We's free. Get hey, out. We's free, bro. You got to own that, bro. You got to yeah. own it. The only way, the only way you move the conversation forward, the only way you get better as black men is by owning the fact that yo, some black men are trash. And so when women have those conversations amongst themselves, I'm pretty sure that they're saying the same thing. That is to me that it's, that to me right now is perfectly articulating what I think is the over feminist um, mentality of some of our black men right now, you will allow your own humanity, your own humanity to be subjugated once again. And we are, we are, we are black men, I think in history and black women, but black men specifically are demasculated in a way repeatedly in sociology, politics, economics, uh, in, in ways in which it's a co constant effort to get back to human. It's a constant effort to get back to full humanity. So brothers are repairing themselves. Sisters are repairing themselves. Sometimes those journeys are parallel. Sometimes they match up. Sometimes somebody is a little bit further than the other on it. But the goal is really full humanity and not for me to have to admit that part of me is just trash. And I'm just going to have to accept that. And I'm not going to have to say that that's the same thing, that that same thing exists in another people. Like in another group, we want full humanity for like everybody. And I will apologize. You will apologize. Our sisters will apologize if we're being family. If we're not being family, we will gaslight each other with college level um, arguments around intersectionality and feminism and all these other things that to me are being misapplied. And they're not leaving a lot of room for people to be human. That's just my take on it. That's just me. We could put up the sign. Chris's bad take for the week. But my bad take is we're, we're all striving for full humanity. Right. 
And and I don't think you get there by saying you're only out is to just admit that part of you were trash or or the article we've talked about a lot of times, like straight black men are the white people of black people. How offensive was that article? Right, hey, bro. It was bro, 10 you, times offensive. You didn't you didn't see what I just did. Right. You so by, by allowing by, by allowing myself to be critical of us. Right. If you look at those comments, you got women that are now being critical of themselves. That's the goal. So if we hold <laughs> each other. If we hold if we hold if we hold each other accountable over here. Yeah. As black men, then they can hold themselves accountable over there as black women. And then we can come in the middle and we can love one another. That's okay, where well, let at. me just like put a final stake in what I was trying to say. We are not trash. Black women are not trash. Nobody is trash. Every child is born with unsurpassable worth by God, in my view. And nobody's you're talking about trash. Children? You're talking about adults. They're, they're, we don't have trash. They're, they're, human beings no, are trash. People, listen, some people you know, that do some people do things, they do that, bad that, things. that require a label, bro. They so you label things. them with there whatever you want to label things. them with. Yeah. Well, you know what? I sin, you sin, we all sin, but nobody's trash. Like we I, all do. I, do, do, I, do I guess sin. the part where I'm landing on what y'all are saying is, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. If I say person A is trash, right? Like, but if, for me to say, like, like if somebody was like, y'all said this on y'all podcast, y'all, yeah. everybody on that podcast is trash. Like, no, you didn't like that take or you don't like that person, but like, you, you can't just speak to the full humanity of everybody here. You know what I'm saying? I think I think that's when it gets murky, right? When it's like this group of people, I would never, ever say that, right? I will always lean on the positive, especially when it's my people. Like when it's like black men or black women or whatever, I'm leaning on that positive. But there's people in both of those camps that I don't agree with or like and that don't like me, right? Like, but that don't, I don't think that got to be reflective. But I'm just saying, I don't think that that's got to be reflective of the whole thing, right? That's like, you know, me and Ray, we mess with each other, right? I'll be like, Ray, like, I'll be like, yo, you got that East Coast aggression, right? Like, in, in but like, there's people in New, York, in New York that's like, I ain't aggressive, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not, you know, and I, I know we say that in jest or whatever, right? But it's like, when you assign something to a full group, I think that's when it's like, yo, because here's the funny thing. What if it's a group that you're talking to and it's two people that, are arguing in that group and you agree with one person, not the other. Are you like, <laughs> like, you are you still anti the whole group? Like, how do I agree with both of you wait, 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 at this wait. moment? Hey, and stand on and stand on brand and stand on message, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> all I'm, I said some. No, I didn't I was, pigeonhole I was, and say all. Well, I, I was said some. I, I actually, I actually was agreeing with, with your sentiment around the positivity around a group of people or whatnot. But what I'm saying is we have to we are more evolved as a people. Us doing this talk and everybody listening to be able to discern between the actions of a person and the, and the larger actions of a group. That's all I'm saying. And I think on Twitter, it's just it's just in vogue right now to just label certain groups as whatever, because it's going to come with 200 likes. You see what I'm saying? Like some of them, some people are doing that because they know they can get. Hey, my Twitter been quiet today, fam. I got something. Blah, 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 blah. Trash. You know what I'm saying? And now you get a fish again. That's yeah. all I'm saying. But, but I think it's very fashionable if you watch a lot of TV and you watch a lot of our black intelligentsia. It's very fashionable to do this thing that was just done. I love that somebody in the comments put Dr. Francis Crest Wessling's uh, book or mention in there because it'll have a lot to say about like what we've done to black men over time. And, and we're redoing it again. There's also, I promise you, Rodney Rob- Robinson um, put something in here that I, I swear should be on a T-shirt. He said, never argue with people that Harriet would have left behind. Mm. 
I mean, damn, that's the end of the show. You know, he said he he said that shit thirty minutes ago. He's not the first one to say that, right? But he said it thirty minutes ago, and you've been holding that for that long. See, look at you! Look at you! You just, you just, you trying to always steal black man joy. There's something wrong with you. Taking you, they're taking you to a, a place, a secret location, and they have just like taken a ball out of you, like 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 you uniballing on this show right now. And it's like it's a little bit crazy, bro. Because like. Uh, um, it was. I don't know how long ago. Oh, we do got to get our rules. So my vote, my vote is for. I got Ray. I got you. You got my support, right? All right. Um, now so this got us back is, on track. Wait, you look, listen, she's doing the damn thing because she wants the rules. Uh, um, so here's the thing. I got a couple of rules. So this is what I think we're going to do. We all only got one rule out. So right. and, and we're getting closer to time. We'll do my one rule. And then what I think we should do is is do what we did before when we had a list was like have each person go through what's on the rest of their list. How's, mm-hmm. how's that? Does that work for you? Yeah. That's cool. All right. OK, so my rule is. um um, be clear about what the issue is that we're fighting about, because there is subtext to all these fights. And I just want to set it straight. When I argue, I'm not arguing about style, about your words, about how you came at me, about how I feel about you or men or women or any of that stuff. I am pretty stuck on one thing. Families decide for themselves. And anything that blocks their power is the enemy of black freedom and black progress. So if we are arguing and you're like you're for this kind of school or you're for this kind of policy or you're for this kind of thing. And that thing is enabling me to have something that you don't think I should have a type of school and an educational option or not even me, just families in general. That's what our fight's about. And at that at that moment, it'd be we're not family anymore. At that moment, you are the enemy of black progress and of of black freedom. And and we're going to engage as such because anybody after 400 years who stands in the way of black people from having something that they personally want or desire in terms of education, in terms of their particular children, is um, that's the rule in which I know we're not cousins anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. Because we've come too far to have any of our own. And to me, this goes into Rodney's quote. This is like arguing with people that Harriet would have left behind. I don't know if we should be free. I don't know if we should be able to choose whatever kind of school we want or everywhere. You sound stupid. And that's that's the end of the family part. That's my rule. Put it out there. Families decide for themselves. So I know we ain't got time for it. So I'm going to just... I'm a thumbs up that one because, uh, yeah, if, if you got to if you don't, if we start off at a place and you don't believe that black kids can learn and that black families have agency and they've been failed by a system and they're doing everything they can to get the best for their kids and you're trying to hope that, then we, then yes, we, we might have a problem there. So I, 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 I loudly agree with that uh, rule, Chris. Uh, Ray, what are you thinking? I don't, I don't disagree, man. I, I think that it was, it was, it was well situated. It was well organized. And, uh, and if you don't, uh, believe that all black kids can learn, uh, you don't believe that black kids should have agency, then you probably shouldn't be following this show. Absolutely. Reef. Yeah. I, I would just add some nuance on there because I've had, uh, disagreements with folks who, you know, particularly around things like, you know, parents making choice. Um, we agree with a whole lot of other things. And there are some who have actually had this conversation with and they actually understood later, like they came in at a different time where they are in a different context and they needed to dialogue to, to actually understand. So I think I, I didn't approach them as an enemy 
um, right out the gate. Um, I, w- I was willing to have that dialogue and, and try to get not try to use Ankrum Jedi mind trick of like now the women are <laughs> responding in this way because I said it that not not that John, but, you know, definitely, uh, you know, engaged in dialogue um, and didn't count them out, you know, right from the door. I see what he's doing. Hey, it's, it's, one, it's one of those things. It's like, yo, when you make a diss album and you put Ray's name in, this shit is going to sell. That's what he's doing. It's going to sell at Walgreens. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so now we know Sharif's diss record is selling at Walgreens. Uh, <laughs> All right, so hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do it right by the checkout aisle. It, it, people pick it up. <laughs> All right, so I don't want the people to, to miss the benefit of your brilliance and the rest of the minds that are the rest of the rules that we had. So let's do a lightning round on the rest of your rules. We'll start with you, Ray. All right, so uh, (sighs) rule two, uh, I don't think we give each other the benefit of the doubt in order to seek deeper understanding or meaning or or, uh, about intentionality on social media. So what I mean is, is that, you know, you're only allowed a certain amount of characters on Twitter, on the Twitter. Right. Mm-hmm. And so Twitter ain't really real life. And Chris, I know when we say that you don't, you know, you don't necessarily agree with it. I don't, but, but okay. The, the real life point for me is that when you jump in my DMs, you drop your phone number and then that turns into a conversation. I think that that's more real life for me because arguing with you about what's happening on the Twitter is not how I want to spend my time. <laughs> right. So you sound I mean, 110 years did, old. Okay. Did, is that the rest you of your list? Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, so, um, if we focus on the things that we have in common, uh, it's easier to have disagreements. So that's my rule number three. Okay. All right. Um, Charles. Yeah. On so you. me and Ray had the same one. That first one, mine just said truly assuming best intent from the start. Uh, and I think his is actually worded better. So let's go with his. Um, the other thing that I said for yourself have a clear eyed team that around you that loves you. Meaning like when they try to like, twist up stuff or make you having second guessing yourself have some people that you can go behind the scenes with that'll tell you if you're tripping or not and also that will love you even if you are tripping that will say that was wrong that was crazy but i still love you and you worthy of love listen i'm seeing you know the, the hospital work has afforded me to see really what social media is not just doing to kids but to adults and what's what's it going to just like people being depressed and suicidal and stuff like that, right? So, you know, Twitter got people out here feeling like they're not worth a nothing. You know what I'm saying? So that's my, that, that, that is one of my rules is you need a team around you, whether it's five or 15 or whatever, that you can be like, hey, am I tripping or how did I say this or whatever? And then take solace in that group. Um, and I think the last one that I had, I think we covered it, man. I think, oh, and here go the other one, club, club fight rules. This is the, where the ratchet comes in. Now listen, <laughs> Because at the end of the day, it ain't that many of us in education. And this is how I feel about my book club and about my my podcast mates. If we in a club and my friend is wrong, let's say Chris bumps somebody and they push Chris. Why got to be the wrong one? Why got to be me? Sharif. If Sharif is wrong and they push my guy, like, I just got to take off in the club. I just got to be there. Now, in the car ride home, I might be like, bro, why are you always getting into it? The biggest cats in the club or whatever the case is. The, the, I'm saying this because we're talking about a family, right? These are supposed to be house rules for family. So, like, the first thing is, like, how do I protect the people that I love, the kids that I'm trying to fight for and the families I'm trying to fight for? And then how do I protect my family first? And then I, I try to start there because if you can't break us apart, you know what I'm saying? A lot of this stuff is moot, right? Like the only reason we even have this conversation is because people have been able to get into the cracks 
and push us even further apart that don't care about neither one of us or our well-being in the long run. So those are the club fight rules. Like I will correct you behind the scenes. I will do whatever else needs to happen. But Sharif, Chris and Ray need to know I got their back in public. You're not going to be out there alone, even if you you wrong. Like, I, I, you know what I'm saying? I, I have to find a way to figure that out. And one of you guys that are way more elegant than me can make that sound better. I mean, that, no. but but Charles, Charles, it's an excellent point, and uh, and you you captured it, uh, uh, you captured it very well. But that kind of happened in this situation right here. I mean, like in in our group, you know, we we did some public mm-hmm. admonishment. We of, followed of, the rules. We, we, we did some public. Ad, I mean, I'm sorry, we did some private admonishment of 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 of, of the Twitter, but publicly. We went so hard, right? Like, bro, I'm out here. I'm like, yo, bro, if they give you trouble at work, you've got a standing job offer. You know what I'm saying? Like, because yeah, I think right. that that's how we need to show up for each other. Because if we don't show up for each other that way, um, then, then you know, it's like, what, what, what crux do you have to stand on? And then also, the okay, others, but, 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 they stand but, but, up for each other that but way. But we do need to roll, bro. <laughs> And, and you were, you're right, Ray. You were like Neo. You were knocking bullets down, like left and right. So you was doing the thing. Uh, Charles, I would say your last rule is the Waffle House rule. Because for all the Waffle House fights <laughs> I've ever seen. Bro, that's some elitist uh, shit. I hate when you, why, 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 why can't that be a Roof Chris rule? No. What? Because well, I've seen uh, fights in Waffle Houses, too. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I haven't seen. I you, haven't you seen Roof Chris house. <laughs> but okay. You got to um, dress up to come in Roof Chris. So, Reef, uh, what are your, your last rules? Yeah, so I, I would say it's similar to what, what you all said. I, I think assuming the best, I think trying not to, you know, take one, you know, uh, tweet, Twitter, as Edgar would say. No, I like that. I like that. You know, like, but just like sometimes people have a full body of work, right? And like, and you know that they're pro kids, but they tweeted this thing and then it's like, oh my gosh, right. like just going crazy. I think another rule is just take a breath. R E L A. X. Like, you know, some of the stuff has just got people too hype, you know, over, you know, on some social media over. So, you know, like like we're, we're also supposed to model. Right. Like you can stand for something and, and then not just going, you know, going nuts. I think sometimes people just need to take a breath, recognize your body, you know, get in touch with your feelings and your emotions. Understand where the tension. Do you feel it in your stomach? Do you feel it in your neck? Like whatever it is, just for re- just relax. And the other thing, like, you know, listen, be humble, you know, um, and, and really discern what they said. Is it something that can advance children? Even if you disagree with it, but you say, you know what? It's not anti-child. <laughs> it's like a different way to get to the to finish line, even if you don't agree with it. Um, and lastly, just because somebody disagrees that was with true. you. No, and you ain't saying nothing about wrap him up. This is, listen, <laughs> if, if, if I disagree with you, it doesn't mean I'm sexist. It doesn't mean I'm I'm racist. It doesn't mean I'm misogynist. And the same, and I'm afford you the same. I'm a I'm afford you the same. Um, you know, assumptions mm-hmm. that that we just disagree. We're human beings, and we disagree. I'm not going to assume. Care. I'm going to assume you still racist. But <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be real. I was with you until and, you and said it, that it last part. On, it depends on, on you know, every context is everything, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, Chris, right. you 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 finish us you finishing us out. Go ahead and yeah. get your ten in because Reef just got his six. Okay, I'm not going to get 10 in, but I had more than you. I'm sorry. You said he didn't do his homework. He did more homework than you, so there you go. See? He just freestyled. He's black thought. Whatever. <laughs> um, so so um, I did my, my number one already. Also, all of mine are around um, staying clear on what the actual 
situation is we're trying to fix. It's not about people's personalities or how we get along. The reason that we even fighting or we engaging is is because we have a problem. So for me, the first one was around families decide for themselves. The second one is that outcomes matter. So when we talk about the wealth gap, the any any income gap, the achievement gap, poverty rates, all of that, we are talking about outcomes. So if we are arguing about anything, we're not arguing about outcomes, then I, you know, I don't know what we're arguing about. I don't even really care. The only time we're going to fight about this is when you tell me outcomes don't matter or when you're ignoring the outcomes or when you are arguing with me about how good you are and how great you are, but the outcomes for kids in your school are terrible and we're having a fight. Um, permanent interests. That's my other one. We don't have permanent friends. We don't have permanent en enemies. We have permanent interests and our interest is the education and the survival of black people in education. That's what we're fighting about. So the subtext of every fight that we're having right now is um, are you, uh, with me or against me on black freedom, black progress, black liberation through education. Um, and the last one to me, I have a framework. It may not be a rule, but it's my frame for understanding this. This system isn't ours. It was never ours. It wasn't designed for us. It's never designed to work for us. So if you, I don't care if you work in it. I don't care if you have an uncle, an aunt, a niece, a friend, a cousin. I don't care if Chris Kringle, Kringle works in it. The system wasn't ours, so I don't care. You have to understand that's my frame. So if you are going to be defending the system to the nth degree as it is right now or telling me that we should trap black people in it, we have a fight. So all of mine are around um, not the style of fighting or the interpersonal stuff. It's really about what are we talking about? Are we talking about freeing black people or freeing black kids or not? Um, I had one that was an honorable mention, which was, which was just very simple. Don't start. No, won't be none. Right. Just because I put something just because I put something on my, my TL on my timeline, it might be stream of thought, might be stream of conscious. You don't have to respond. You, you have a choice like like silence is free. <laughs> silence don't cost nothing right like you can look at it and keep going so you can look at my tweet david's tweet naomi's tweet and you can choose to just be as silent as you want to be we got no problems don't start none won't be none that's all of mine and that's the end of the show i hope our producer here has been picking up all of these gems that we have dropped we're going to drop them for you at some other time somewhere else for you um if you want more information about what we're doing um see mama toya who's in the comments look for our our patreon um join our facebook join us on twitter where we where we will be following some of these rules some of the time um trying to get better at it uh fellas do y'all do y'all want to do just a quick last word each one of you i did my rules so that's well, my last well, word well, thanks for thanks for asking us well, well you know brother you know like, like, what I, the I, hell? like the way you close that thing out is like it wasn't three <laughs> other part, part owners of this, of this podcast like what the hell I mean, I mean listen listen you I, all hey, right now you got a full screen hey my final thought is, 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 is this protect black women no matter what that's where I'm at that's my energy that's I'm on brand peace I got you, bro. I got you. Brownie points earned. Um, um, next man up. Uh, yeah, man. I would just say uh, at the end of the day, the, the thing that matters to me most is making sure that we not continue to hurt black kids the way that we've been hurting them. Um, and so, and this was nice. And this was, I love the show. Actually, this was a great episode. I loved our energy with it, you know, but let's just, be, let's be clear. All of this is around 
liberating the minds of black kids and giving their families the, the, the room and power um, to be able to do what they need to. And Chris, I think you should put this on the shirt. Um, parents in power is better than parents empowered, meaning that, you know, instead of placating folks and, 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 and with, with platitudes or whatever the case is, actually respect and trust their power um, and be there to help them and, they, and to help navigate them instead of thinking that we better than them because they got to live with the results and we get to actually move on to other things, right? Like, so um, thank you all for this show and thank you for everybody that came out and supported. Uh, I thought this was really, really good. Sharif. Yeah, I would just say, you know, choose your battles. You know, uh, black unity, <laughs> black liberation is the end game. Um, whatever you're doing, you know, push that forward. And we we came up with a lot of rules. Hold us accountable as well as you interact no. with us online. No. <laughs> if you see us no, 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 no. not living up to our own ex- high mm-hmm. expectations on social media, you know, call us out. You know, like, you know, just just let us know. And um. <laughs> And Ray's not the only one who loves black women. <laughs> 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 yo, this dude's the straight up sucker, yo. <laughs> yo, yo, you I, might I do just want to say, we all love black women. I just want to be like, I mean, sometimes he, says, he, he always says it, like, like he's alone by himself. I love right? black yeah, women. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey. Like, what are you talking about? Yo, so yeah. you, just, hey, you just Keith Benson this whole show. You a sucker. Oh, that's bad. That's bad. <laughs> Hey, man, I appreciate y'all, man. I appreciate the time that we spend each week doing this. We could have called this show and every show we do like four dope brothers because we actually we talk about these rules about the public or whatnot, but we do show up for each other privately. And I do think it's a model for what more people can do. We don't have a lot of black men in public education, period. I think that's an open secret. That's not a secret to anybody. But um, before before the floodgates ever open and they come in, it's going to, there's going to be need to be needing to be some people who are honest with them about how things go down in this field. And if you don't have what Charles said, you don't have a team and you don't have your people around you, you're going to wish you did at some point. There's going to come that time where you're going to wish you had your people. So I'm glad you're my people. I guess that's what I'm saying in the end here. I'm glad that I got like uh, any number of people that I could reach out to if there was trouble. So thank y'all. Appreciate you. Appreciate everybody in the comments. Please come back again next week where we will be having another awesome show and Ray will not be doing these Greek things that he's doing right now. (laughs) I thought that was was Rudolph. You have been listening to the 8 Black Hands podcast with Ankrum, Cole, El Meki, and Stuart. If you like what you heard, follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at 8BlackHands1. Thank you for listening.